I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 583 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is time for another Frogman Friday edition on First Class Fatherhood. I had the honor of sitting down with former Navy SEAL and congressional candidate Brady Duke. Brady was a sniper and a breacher in the SEAL teams. He deployed to Afghanistan a couple of times, earning multiple awards, including one with Valor. Brady trained thousands of other SEALs before honorably separating from the Navy. He continued training Navy SEALs in close quarters combat as a civilian instructor. After transitioning away from the Navy, he trained SWAT teams around the country. He also went to school for Christian Ministries. Brady is currently running for Congress in the great state of Florida. I had the honor of meeting him down in Florida in Orlando at CPAC, where I sat down with him for this interview that you were about to hear. So please stick around for our interview. And this interview was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between the former Navy SEAL and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, if you guys enjoy my interviews with Navy SEALs, you've got to go back and check out some of the other frogmen that have stopped by the podcast here, including Jocko Willink, Marcus Luttrell, Rob O'Neill, guys like Andy Stumpf, Medal of Honor recipient Ed Byers, most recently, Sean Ryan. I've had the honor and pleasure of speaking with so many Navy SEALs on the podcast here, so go through the archives and check them all out. And many of the advice and wisdom given out by the Navy SEALs right here on First Class Fatherhood are included in my new book, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, which is now available for pre-order over on Amazon. The link is in the description of today's show notes. The book also contains so much of the advice you've heard here given out by guys like Tony Hawk and Dana White, Danny Trejo, Dean Kane, so many other dads that you've heard right here on the podcast, all captured in this awesome new book, First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads, available for pre-order now on Amazon. Tap the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, be sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit me with a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Brady Duke. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Live here at CPAC, First Class Father, former Navy SEAL, Brady Duke. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time here. Thank you. All right, let's start right here. How many kids do you have? How old? Five kids, daughter and four sons, um, all ten and under. Wow, very cool. Yeah, I got I got three boys. Then we got our girl on the on the on the fourth try. Is she, is she your last one, the girl? She's or? our first. One. She's the first. You started out with the. Yeah, she's the princess. She's not the queen, but she's the princess. <laughs> well, it took, it took us four <laughs> tries to get there. Uh, all right, if you could just hit the listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, so I was in the SEAL teams for ten years. Um, I did service from 2006 to 2015. I was in Afghanistan from 2009 2010. I was a sniper. I was a breacher. Um, I also started focusing on close quarters combat as a specialty in training. And have done that since I left active duty in 2015. So I was doing that for the SEAL teams privately. Um, I've since been doing that for law enforcement and SWAT teams around the country um, because I definitely believe in our law enforcement and we definitely need to make sure that they're well equipped. Um, and my wife and I run a ministry on reconcilia- reconciliation and forgiveness. And so um, those are kind of the things that we're doing and I'm raising five kids. 
running for Congress. So, wow. Um, yeah. Very cool. Well, take me back then to the beginning of your fatherhood journey then. About how old were you yeah. when you first became a dad? And how did that experience change your perspective on life? I was, so my daughter is 10 now. So, I mean, I guess I was 26, 25, 26 years old. In the teams already? I was in the teams. Um, I had, I was about to leave on my, my second deployment, actually. So when I left on my second deployment, she was two months old. But that moment, that moment when I saw my daughter for the first time was unlike anything I could have anticipated. I mean, I'm not a really emotional guy and I was, I was pretty overwhelmed. I was overcome with emotion. It was like something that just hit me, the responsibility, the amazingness of having a child, you know, it was just transformative. It really called me up to really take responsibility in a lot of ways that I wasn't yet doing that. And so... And I think that's one of the best things about fatherhood is it kind of like forces you to grow up in a lot of different yeah. ways when you get that responsibility. And, and thank you for your service before I be able to say that. And yeah. one of the reasons why I bring so many military dads on is because, you know, I'm a railroad mechanic. And when I have to do like a double shift, I feel like I'm missing out on stuff. And I'm not home. And I can only imagine being halfway around the world and not being there with your kids. What Did becoming a dad, did that make it? make any influence on you leaving the military early or was it or did that happen what was the impact on that yeah it definitely did you know it was something where i had a dream to continue my service and try to continue my service at the highest level possible um, within the SEAL teams you can continue to apply to further programs and so i was beginning that process but i at, th at that time before i got out i had two kids and i just had a deep conviction of what i thought i needed to be as a father and I couldn't fulfill that. And so it was a, it's something I had to lay down a dream for um, to be there for my kids. You know, it's something I'm very happy that I did, very fulfilled in doing. And I think we're called to do as fathers, you know, it's, um, we should be there for our kids as best as we can. It's, it's not saying anything bad about those who do 20 years and are going away on deployments. That's just, that wasn't where I felt led to go. Yeah. And, and be honest, like there's a mix between some of the dads that are military yeah. that, that have a good handle on the relationships yeah. and there's some that have said it's caused a lot of problems. Yeah. So it, it depends on the situation. But uh, so tell me about the top values that you hope you instill in all the kids that you have growing up. Top values. I mean, we really, you know, we, we really focus on, you know, the, 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 the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, I hammer those into my kids, you know, when they're out of line, when they're struggling, when they're down. It's like, you know, I really try to draw on one of those things. So for my boys, a lot of times it's patience and self-control. I mean, it's like, you know, there's so much aggression and so much um, competition and comp and all that. So, um, you know, we have a uh, family Bible verse that we put to the song and we have like a family phrase that we came up with um, that we can all say together. And so... I think that's really important is to have a family identity that we can lead in and say, hey, you know, what's our family motto? Right? And for us, it's Dukes are driven by God given purpose, truth and power. That's something from us. We're a big family of faith. And so that's one of our things. And so I think it's really vital for fathers to say, hey, what are those things that I want to continuously to instill? As what's our motto? What is our vision? What is our focus as a family? Um, it just helps everybody kind of stay focused. So, yeah, well, well said. One of the things I would think, Brady, that's like a paradox. And I've interviewed, I think, Gunnar Hansen. He's a SEAL that turned to becoming a pastor. Yes, like, I know Gunnar. Uh, it, yeah. It's one of these things that's like, how do you kind of like, as a man of faith, a faith-based person, 
How do you juggle that in your head, being a Navy SEAL? You guys are on the front line. You guys are at the heat of the battle. How do you yeah. kind of balance that faith with that service in the military where you're called to, you know, to inflict some pain on the enemy? How do you balance that as a, as a man of faith? Yeah, that's, um, that's something that people actually ask a lot. Um, and there's inherently, and I believe in God's character, there is justice. And when we look at if we want any sense of rule for the world, any sense of law, um, there's justice. And so anything that, you know, with what I've done overseas and what I think our military is doing overseas and law enforcement is, you know, we don't just go after people at random, right? There's, there is processes in place to really identify the targets that we have. And they have basically crossed lines multiple times to then justify for us to come after. And so um, that's just the hard fact of there is there's justice to be had on this earth. Um, and so I have a, a, a good conscience of doing exactly what I think is, you know, is just by the rule of law. And so, um, you know, it's not murderous or anything like that. It's when when there is a need to remove someone or capture someone, um, you know, they had the freedom to choose well before we got there to have to earn that consequence, you know, and, and it's an ugly thing and it's a it's a sad thing at times, but it's a reality. So. Well, thank God for you and, and the guys, men and women that do do this, because without you, we wouldn't stand a chance in this world. There's no doubt about that. So, right. And then obviously to be a SEAL, a great deal of discipline has to be in the individual to make it through all that stuff. But what kind of disciplinarian are you when it comes to being a dad? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Um, it is different. You know, I think there has to be a methodology. There has to be consistency. Um, there has to be discipline in our discipline, right? There has to be a, a sense of, I have to be consistent for them because um, I don't want to let my emotions get the best of me and the standards change just because I've had a bad day or I'm just being lazy and not want to enforce the rules of the home or um, anything like that. So I think it's it's really vital that, you know, we step up and we are that consistent, steady father who has a soft side, also has the side that says, hey, you stepped out of line here. There's consequences. Um, and so I think from my childhood, you know, it wasn't as consistent as I'm trying to be. And so we just have to be wise and know, like, I, I do my best not to correct my children by shaming them, um, embarrassing them. You know, it's so easy in our culture today to just kind of, think that we should do that um, we have to be I think we have to be really conscious of, of what the child what our kids will start to think of themselves because of how father treats them how dad treats them and even a lot of times um, not by even what we do physically by just a few words or um, the way that we act and behave towards them um, I think you know kids start thinking I think kids at young ages are always asking the question who am I what am I worth why am I here and all the interactions we have at those ages really start to develop their their understanding of those questions, their answers to those questions. And so um, I'm really cautious and really just focused in on, hey, what am I saying? How am I saying it? How do I discipline my kids in a way that never like removes their value and importance to me as a, their father, um, but always reinstates, hey, there's there's rules, but I love you no matter what, you know, and I'm always here for you. So. Um, 
It's it's a challenge. And the amazing thing is, too, Brady, that, you know, I, I have four kids. Like, each one of them all require a different style of discipline. You can't just use yeah. a blanket style for all of them, right. uh, especially with my daughter, which I'm still struggling with a bit myself. <laughs> Let me turn it into uh, now you, you threw your hat into this toxic political arena that's out there. Now, listen, yeah. just like we need you guys on the front lines, we need you guys in Washington so that maybe we don't need you on the front lines again anymore. You know, we right. need we need some strong people in there. What made you decide to step into the political arena? What was the response from your family or the support or the suggestions? Or how was their response when you decided to, to get in it? Um, well, my wife's response was actually very favorable right off the bat. I took a lot of time to consider this before I even brought it to her. Um, but the reason I did it, you know, is in a lot of ways for my kids. You know, I believe we should leave an inheritance for our children's children. And I think... We're not on the track to do that as a country. You know, I think each of us carry that responsibility as a father for our family individually. But you look at that as a nation and what capacity we could serve um, in the country. And I just have a call to serve and do that. And so I felt led to throw my hat in the ring for Congress. And my wife was on board, which was really cool, um, surprisingly. I mean, other things I was looking at, I was looking to go overseas and do all this cowboy stuff, you know. But um it was something that my kids are really excited about. They're like, are we going to go to the White House? I'm like, probably not with this president. He would be around there. Um, but overall, it's been favorable. Like, the kids are excited about it, and they understand that daddy's working hard, and there's a sacrifice to do big things, you know. So, And, and you know, just to bring up that point there with your sons, like, I, I know that uh, sometimes, you know, I, as a son myself, I used to look up to my father, and I always wanted to emulate him. As sons, we always try to get our father's respect. We want him to be proud of what we do. To be a Navy SEAL, that's a big name to, or a big thing to live up to, to, to impress. So do you ever have that kind of concern, or how do you kind of handle that with your sons to make sure they know they don't have to prove themselves to you? Are you, are you, are you working on that kind of relationship so they don't feel like, well, if I'm not a Navy SEAL, that ain't going to love me no more? Like, yeah. Do you have that kind of relationship? Yeah, absolutely. I actually have been cautious to, like, overemphasize that history of my life because when I left active duty, my oldest son was you know, still probably six, five or six. And so um, they're still really young. So the other boys don't really even have a memory of me in the military. And so I've been cautious not to make it an overemphasis and be like, hey, this is what I did. It was the toppest, you know, top of the top, whatever. And um, let them be them and let them grow into the men that they're going to grow into because they're just interested in all kinds of different things. I, I really try to show them all areas of of sports, you know, it's not, hey, you're a, you're a swimmer because daddy was a swimmer. You know, you play baseball because daddy played baseball. It's like, um, my boys are getting jujitsu. My one got, boy wants to do BMX, like all different kinds of things. And so we're trying to just let them see as much as they can and be themselves. And yeah, I'm actually in the process now because of this run, having to share more of that history with them. And so that's really intriguing. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, so. Um, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm sure for the young boys. My father was a used car salesman in the Bronx, so it wasn't like the ball <laughs> was too high for me to hit, you know? So, all right, so where can, where can everybody find you? Where do they go to support the campaign? And how is the campaign going? The campaign is going well. Uh, the campaign is going well. We are um, out front financially from the rest of the pack. Uh, I've been on Leader McCarthy's uh, Young Guns list now for two, two uh, rounds, which is excellent, I think. And so... BradyDuke.com is is the where they can go. It's easy. My first and last name, .com. So I'm BradyDuke.com. We need as much ammunition as possible. Just like when I went overseas, like we had plenty of ammo to fight, and that contribution is how we get that done. 
for this nation. God, God bless. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Last thing I want to hit you in here, Brady, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Man, I'm the guy that, like, will really um, make it a, I don't know, I get really focused in and, and intense at times. I think this is the investment that we get to make on the future of this nation and the world as our kids. And so I think we have to make a choice of how we engage. Are we going to, I think we can be a dad and not be a father. I think that's really a thing is we can be the dad who only supplies the physical needs of, of our children, but isn't there for them emotionally, isn't, isn't there for them um, spiritually to lead them and guide them and ask their questions. And so I think it's really ask yourself if you're going to step up to the call to be a father and answer the hard questions because any questions we grew up with as young boys and we didn't get answered, we wish we had the answers to, and we'd rather our sons and our daughters not learn them through failure. Right? So um, engage with the process. Learn to be that father that wants to really lead the heart of your child and not just provide for their physical needs only. Very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. i got to say, Brady Duke, you're a first-class father all the way. And thanks for giving me a few minutes of your time here at First Class Yeah. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Brady Duke for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you get over to Amazon or tap the link in today's show notes and go pre-order my new book, First Class Fatherhood, Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads. So many of the familiar names you've heard right here on the podcast are captured right there in the book. Uh, So go ahead and, and help me out with some support. Go grab yourself a pre-ordered copy of First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a tree.